Stephen Frakes. Uh, we're very happy to have him. Obviously, been with us for some time now, and um, I'm going to let him take over. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Stephen. Good day, everyone. Uh, it's our privilege to open the word together, and we'll be looking at Psalm 100 this uh, today. Psalm 100. And the title of this little devotion is To Read and Pray with Understanding. So as we begin, let's, let's do pray together. Our Father, we ask you to open our hearts now to your word and your Holy Spirit and give us to take away that which you want us to have to apply in our lives and give it to be uh, an encouragement to our prayers today together. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, brethren, we'll look at Psalm 100, verses 1 to 3. Let us hear the word of God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So this is a familiar psalm to most Christians. Perhaps you, like me, read this and take away that the psalmist loved enthusiastic praise. Um, and that may be all we take away. Maybe we take away that, therefore, I should pray and praise with enthusiasm also. That's a step in the right direction. But perhaps this is a good example of how we can read scripture often in order to maintain an annual reading plan or to get in our daily quiet time. And we're not really engaged. We miss the key points that our God is speaking to us through his word, by his spirit. We don't slow down long enough to engage with God's words personally. So Psalm 42, 7 says, For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. So what I'd like to do is to reread these verses from Psalm 100 with a measure of understanding and uh, see what a difference it might be. We'll start with verses 1 and 2. Verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So we have uh, make, serve, and come. And if we slow down and think about it long enough when we're reading, we'll realize that these are three commands. Three commands that the Lord intends for us to obey. Especially when we've just read them. So let's look at them briefly. Verse 1, make a joyful noise. Joy is the inner attitude of overflowing happiness. Noise connotates here an overflowing enthusiasm. And it is a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Lord should always be the object of our worship. And all ye lands, tell us, this tells us that this is a universal obligation of all mankind. 
uh, to praise the creator of all things. In verse 2, we have serve the Lord. This is, is to labor in the service of the Lord. All our good works should be done with that mindset that we are directly serving the Lord. And it is to serve the Lord with gladness. It reminds us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Again, in verse 2, we have come before his presence. Before his presence in Hebrew is one word, before his presence. It means face. The Lord is telling us here to come to him again in our inner attitudes, but to realize that it's face to face when we come. It's an intimate nearness that the Lord desires with us. And it is to come before his presence with singing, pointing us again to worship. Sometimes we come before the Lord with heavy hearts. We are downcast. We are heavy laden. We are weighed down with many things. This reminds us also to come to the Lord, to worship him, to be occupied with his glory, as well as with our many needs. So we should notice there are three commands with which this psalm begins. Commands for personal obedience that we miss if we do not read with understanding. Then the psalm flows into verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Again, we have to slow down enough to notice that there are three things here also. Three results that we will know if we obey the commands in verses 1 and 2. First, we will know that the Lord, he is God. That is, Yahweh is Elohim. That is the self-existent God, the great I am that I am, is the one true triune God also. It's telling us that a person's life is shaped around our concept of God, and God is communicating himself to us here. The second result of our obedience is that we will know it is God that hath made us and not we ourselves. This is a God-honoring, man-humbling truth. It puts us under a moral obligation to obey our maker, and it keeps us humble to always remember that we are not in control of anything, and our God is in control of everything. The third result of our obedience is that we will know that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And brethren, here we enter into the blessedness of the new covenant in Christ. Our God has chosen us to be a peculiar people for himself. And we learn that the best way to think of this amazing relationship is that our God is the good shepherd and we are his sheep. And more than that, we are in his pasture. That's a place of provision, 
and protection, a blessed place. So here in Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2, are three commands for us to follow and three blessings that come to us as a result. But to see it, we have to slow down a little bit when we read. We have to think about what we're reading and personalize it so that we can read and pray with understanding. So brethren, whether we are communing with with our God in worship or communing with him in private or corporate prayer like now, let us remember to worship our God with joy and serve him with gladness. Then we'll know the great triune God as our creator and our shepherd and we can rest in him as we serve him with all of our hearts. Amen.